Hello? How you doing? What's going on, sir? Doing right in yourself. All right, let me get this show started with the intro. Welcome to another great episode of Middle Ground with JL Lee. That's the intro, Detroit Love, from my first album, The Jail Experience. I have an awesome guest and upcoming author of the great book, Black Bottom Bread, Major Shepherd L. Welcome to the show, sir. Well, well, thank you, thank you, thank you for the introduction. How you doing? Honored to be on your show. I appreciate you. So, tell a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm an author from Detroit who writes stories about Detroit, that's also inspired by Detroit. I come from the east side, from a particular area called the Black Bottom. It's actually a figment of my imagination to really, really think about it because the physical land aspect of it that was called the Black Bottom no longer exists. I'm an okay. entrepreneur in the making and someone who started a publishing company to help those in the city of Detroit. Okay, that's awesome. Can so, you hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. I was making sure you can help me. Hear me, hear me, that's all. Oh, no, I hear you perfectly. So I guess my first question would be, what made you write this book? What made me write this particular memoir? It comes from a personal experience. And bad mistakes such as me being locked up in prison for almost 18 years. And when I went to prison, I was seeing so many youngsters coming to, coming down the same halls that I was thinking about. And my only thing was, how can I help change the situation? And I know a lot of people probably wouldn't want to listen to me. So I thought, why not give my life experiences so others can see and learn from someone who actually did something that they talking about instead of someone just telling, 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 never did. Meaning, don't do this, and they don't have the negative experience to back up the story why they telling them not to do this. True. I you mean, know, go ahead. You know, uh, that particular question could go a long way. Why did I write this book? I, the the, the uh, number one reason is to curtail others. Name Okay. Reason. And that's admirable because a lot of young brothers in Detroit think the streets is the quickest way to be the next Jay-Z. And that ain't everybody's story to sell drugs and then be a multi-millionaire. You're absolutely right. Uh, I always thought that I will relate to someone better telling me from their own experience instead of someone from a made-up character or a cartoon or a figment of someone's imagination. True. Know? So I can relate to those who actually did the things they're talking about. And it's not about glorifying what's bad or what's negative. It's about sharing your experiences so others don't have to bump their head the same way that you did. So I did enough uh, head bumping and now I want to share my experiences. <laughs> I feel you, man, because 
when my father died from kidney failure when I was 12, by sophomore year in high school, Cooley High School, every dope dealer, game banger was, hey, are you Brian? You know one crew. You need to come do this. Like, I love women, first off, and ain't none in prison. So <laughs> I can't be on the corner for you four in the morning fighting all the cops, the other foot soldiers. And you won with the Cadillac and a pretty girl. Like, that don't make sense to I me. Mean, I keep, I'd be a nerd and hit these books. Let me tell you. I look at women all day in class. <laughs> yeah, 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 what yeah, you're yeah. doing, I, I got to be ducking bullets or, or bullets, guns, stabbing. Well, they used to use bats back in the day, but everybody shoot each other now, unfortunately. Like, you got to prepare to just do your homework and, oh, it's a new girl in class. Oh, what's her name? Ain't no problem. Except having the courage to go say hi to the girl. So you what you're doing is really awesome to, right. to be someone that's done that and through the grace of God was able to make it through to where someone that I ain't trying to hear you just go to church all the time, you don't know my life. Well, you do. And they will perk, perk their ears up like, okay, hold on. He, he know the life, so let me listen. And reading your book, man, that was compelling storytelling. Like, wow. I can see that being a movie, dude, real talk. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's it's something that you just said about there not being women in prison. You absolutely right. And I'm gonna be the first person to say that uh the the saying that all the real guys and are either dead or unlocked up, that's contrary to what people think. My personal opinion is prison is for suckers. Okay. And what I, and what I mean by suckers, it's exactly what you said. There are no women in prison. So if a person constantly putting themselves in position after they know what the truth is to, to land themselves in prison, they got to be the biggest sucker. And I and I can act like and speak like the sucker king for as long as I did in prison. <laughs> I feel you, man. You know, when Detroit finally get good weather, you want to throw your nice outfit on, your nice kicks, shine up your car, and you want to go downtown and just chill. You can't do that in prison. You can't. You, you can't do that. You can't do a movie, a restaurant. You can't do none of that. You know, other people look at prison as a time to uh, reflect on being punished for the crime that they did, right? Mm-hmm. I looked at my experience as something unique and different. Okay. And the reason why I said that is because I basically turned myself into universities of higher learning. And what I mean by that is why, while other people were off of doing what they do in prison, involved in the daily shenanigans, okay. I found myself in a library or a law library learning about things that I'm going to do almost two decades later. So it's easily for one to sit in there and uh, be bitter at the world and come out a more hardened criminal, but that's not always the case. If you can take these same time that you in there, okay, I'm in a university of higher learning, you will come out not equally prepared, but ready to get yourself equally prepared with all people that's already been out. Oh, that's some game you you giving to people out here that want to turn the life around because it's an opportunity, not just I'm just going to earn my bones and my stripes. I sat down for a minute. I can do it. No, it's some opportunities in there as well to really change and come out better. Change is a personal thing because mm-hmm. you got to remember, right, prison is somewhat uh, a microcosm of what it is out here. 
and it's full of predators for sure. So it's not looked upon as to be the guy reading a lot of books because you're going to be considered, considered uh, lame or square or whatever. It's almost... <laughs> it's almost Even in prison, you're still a nerd. Wow. You're you still a nerd. Crazy. But the thing is, if you sure yourself and have enough gumption to say, forget what others do, you're going to read as many books as you want to. I'm quite sure, and I've seen it happen, people mess with other guys because all they do is read books. But prison, see, I don't want to make this about a prison, a prison, uh, a prison talk. But the thing is, right, prison is not ran by muscle-bound guys. It's ran by those who can think. Okay. You know, uh, it's not about who got the most knives or I can lift the most weights because truth of the matter, I never wore past 185 in prison. And okay. once I found out that I know how to think, I was off and running. Okay. I mean, this part of what you're saying, I think will be informative anyone come across it that might think from what they hear in rap music, oh, it's glorified to go there. You give it real life, it ain't what you think. Don't do that. It's, 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 it's definitely not the place to go. Other people don't take their prison experience the same. I, because some people can be in prison for 20 years and come out crazy. I don't want to be yes. uh, saying such words on your show before so so people can be saying your guest was talking radical. But the thing is, people literally lose their minds in prison. And you're talking about doing two decades. They can't focus on nothing out here. So only the strong survive definitely matter. Oh, no, you you speaking real talk, unfortunately. That does happen to some. Real talk. Um, second question, what impact do you hope your book will have on readers? That redemption is totally possible. Okay. And what I mean by redemption being totally possible, my book described the lifestyle that I was living. Mm-hmm. My public, my public, uh, Michigan Department of Correction and Number and Record shows the validity to the stories that I was telling. So by that being the case, it will show how a person can be at this point in their life, have an epiphany, and at this point in their life, something is totally different. And that's what happened to me. I just don't want others to get uh, the same treatment as I did while I had to uh, accept my epiphany. You know, a person can just wake up in a, in a morning and say, okay, I'm doing something different. My my road of transformation didn't come that easily. I had to go the road, let's travel. <laughs> okay. Sometimes it happened that way, people. Mm-hmm. And probably it makes you stronger because the words kind of come off the pages of what if you've done and then you will put a rebuttal, don't do this. Make a better choice. It's, it's sort of like this, right? Mm-hmm. I share this analogy a lot. When you coming up, it's always that person in your neighborhood, whether he a drug addict, an alcoholic, whatever the case may be, it's always that person that someone looked down at. Like, why is this guy smoking crack? Why is this guy uh, 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 drinking all the time? But this same person have watched you your whole life, unbeknownst to you. So when, every time he get a chance to talk to you, see you, he'd be like, 
what's up, young blood? You don't need to be smoking. What's up, young blood? You don't need to be uh drinking. It's quite natural for the youngsters to look at this guy and be like, man, you old dope fan, you old drunk, you can't tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. But when you look deep down into what this guy is saying, he's telling you from his own life experiences because he's the one with no lung telling you to quit smoking. He's the mm-hmm. one. He's the one suffering with one of his kidneys gone because he knows the repercussions that come from when you're drinking. So it's not always about the messenger all the time. It's sometimes about the message being told, and that's what yeah. I want. Then that's what I want myself to be. I hear you on that because even when I was younger, we've encountered people like that. And some people are down like, like, dude, you don't know what they've been through to get there. Exactly. So, and then I've. Being that I've gotten in the word as I got older, my dad was a pastor. I went to do my little version of hanging out, weed, drinking, all that. I started learning that you don't know if that was God talking to you. You know what I'm saying? So never look down on anyone. Every Everybody has value. And if you can help, help. It ain't going to hurt you. Because especially when you pack by, uh, 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 got the power of God behind you and your own thoughts. You can't, can't nothing take you off your path you know mm-hmm. can't nothing take you off your path my own faith and belief in the creator made me know that i'm not getting out of prison and make myself go back so what i had to do was find a lane and avenue for myself at the same time that i was given another opportunity and lane for others too uh by way of my publishing company it's okay. not just a publishing company about me and the book that i put out it's about quality stories being told by the voiceless who never ever got a chance to put their stories out. And and I think I think that's what we all need, especially when it's predicated upon redemption. Oh yeah, because I mean we met through our good friend Chris Mat- Matoon, and he always talked about Detroit Renaissance. Whenever he first said when I interviewed him, like, well, I guess Detroit is coming back up and Everybody need to work together because it's a lot of dope creators, music, writing, whatever in Detroit. And we don't need that crab in the barrel mentality, but we all in this together. Yeah, we Let's definitely got to lift each other up because even when people talk about overnight celebrity and overnight famous, this happened instantly. It, nothing never happened instantly nope. because you can't do everything by yourself. You always need help. So when we're in the city, networking I, I i'm all in for it especially when it's something positive exactly because you got something out here doing stuff like you're doing the same stuff that's out here and like the music i i work on is going to have a banging beat in front of d but every story is going to be about love or you may have went through something but you can get through it because i i mean i love music as a musician but you don't hear that much avenue about stuff right now. Everything is sex, drugs, money. I got cars, houses. Like, okay, what about you can make it? I mean, you may have been abused as a child or you may have felt you came up on welfare and your life over. Hello? Hello? Jeff. 